This is a podcast from 3RRR, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. I see you, Matt. I see you, Cameron. I see you, too. Happy St. Valentine's Day for everybody out there on this glorious Sunday. Yes, it is February. Yes. The 14th. Yes. Gee, it's a beautiful day out there. It's not bad. Get out and enjoy it. Unless you're in uh, New York City or northeastern USA. Coldest night in 20 years, I think it is, over there. Really? Minus 30 and that sort of stuff. Horrible. Be uh, freezing the pipes. Yes. Freezing water in the pipes. And a big good day to all our friends in the North America uh, enduring uh, the primary season. Yes, enduring <laughs> is the right Looking word. at it askance. <laughs> I, I can just be imagine being Americans just going... Whoa! <laughs> Our election campaigns go for, what, eight weeks? Whoa! Theirs goes for, oh, like, just, well over a year. But just to see the, the polar edges yeah. just going out. Anyway, we, we, we digress. And, and on North North America, you were about to say... I just I wanted to say a little bit north to the uh, the Great Lakes and mm. uh, and the great town of Toronto nestled on Lake Ontario. We have... Uh, oh, we've got a, a special listener who's listening there. So, big good day to you, buddy. Mm. And uh, wherever you are in this uh, great... Round spherical world that we all call our home. Yes. Hey, keep banging those <laughs> rocks together. As they say. <laughs> and we should say big thanks to the scientists. Big, big oh, speaking big of banging show. those rocks together, absolutely. Do you get that? Uh, I still. Ha- I'm going to have to go back and listen to the podcast. Oh, really? No, yeah. We took don't... we took gravitational waves, I the under- greatest discovery in humanity. Or some something. say. Yes. Well, that's what. I understood their excellent description of the test. I just don't understand what gravity waves are. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Okay, so, yeah, that that happened. Yeah. What does this mean? Apparently physics is being rewritten as we speak. See, that's why they talk science and we talk food. I know, and the doctors before, they were very smart too, aren't they? (laughs) Hi, we're... Well, okay, so the visceral end uh, of the show, per elementari, the afternoon, we talk about the food. Mm. And we talk about the wine. And we talk about the booze. Mm. And uh, we've got a great show. It's a, it's very yin and yang-ish. Yes. W- would you agree? I would agree. Thank you. Mm. I like it when you're in concordance mm. with me on a, on a Sunday. Justin Metcalf, international man of coffee mystery, is in the studio. Yes. Yes, with a coffee grinder and a gun. <laughs> Don't miss. Don't mess with this man. No, this uh, this is a man who's uh, no stranger to the microphones of three triple R FM. Mm. Um, the one of the Lavazzas, mm-hmm. Duke Lavazza. I don't know. One of the head Lavazzas of the yes. Lavazza Empire yes. came in because I don't know, ostensibly to go and hang out at the Australian Open. Oh, really? And well, I don't know. We had coffee royalty here, did we? We had coffee royalty. Right. Blue blood. Yes. Blue coffee runs through his veins. <laughs> Um, yeah, one of the most powerful men in the second highest traded commodity in the world. Yeah. So just think about that when you do think about coffee. It is an extraordinarily important uh, economic commodity. It's big business. It's big. It's very big. It's on everyone's lips. And, and he made some pronouncements uh, of the fact that uh, well, global warming is going to affect coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, burgeoning markets, uh, increasing markets is going to affect coffee. And basically he was there just scaring the horses, it would appear. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. We're going to find mm-hmm. out. So what we're going to do is we, because um, Lavazza has flown off in his private plane to wherever he flies off to. Yes. 
um, some mountain retreat somewhere. Yes. Um, Justin's here, and, and we're really going to talk macro coffee. In all seriousness, it's going to be great to see him and um, have a chat and just explain to us about stuff. You want to talk about Aeropress, is that valid? Yes. Third wave of coffee, I want to talk about is that valid or is that still just being pushed by baristas? Yes. Um, as just a little talking point that we can we can do. But we're going to talk coffee. And then we're going to go to market and we're going to talk to our man, John. We're doing him twice in two weeks because, hey, we haven't spoken for a no, while. We huh? had a long, huh? long time off, right? We did. Hey, John, what are you doing? And he tells us what we're doing. And we talk um, zucchinis when zucchinis go to marrows and tomatoes and stuff. Yes. And then, mm. you know the children that are in the house. It might be time just to get them to play outside because Perla is coming in and it's Valentine's Day. It is. And we were talking about what we talk about and she just said, I don't know, Dale, we'll just talk about food and sex. <laughs> so um, we're going to do it again, but yeah. when Pearls comes in, maybe the children should just go and play with tennis balls outside go or something. play some backyard cricket kids. Eh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. 12 or 7 here on 3 Um Yes, today is uh, Valentine's Day. I was going to say, we're going to do the Saints today. I don't really need to. I've done it twice and you haven't it's, um, it's, corrected me. It's Valentine's Day today. Yes. In honour of St. Valentine. Ah, there it is. Yes. Okay, so um, there is a story. Apparently, we're going to find out about all those mm. saints. I think they died badly. Really? I think there was about three of them. Really? Died on the 14th of February. Mm. Hallmark took notice in the <laughs> 30s. <laughs> a card company and said, what do you reckon, Barry? Hey, you guys should really buy lots of cards and flowers yeah. on this day. Yes, absolutely. Um, but uh, who else? We've got some things. Food reference for today. Mm. Oh, I've got a... Is this any good? Oh, look, I'll read it to you anyway. Today's food quote. Yes. Uh, by John Tyler Petit, uh, who was a contemporary from 1822 to 1907. He says, pray for peace and grace and spiritual food. Interesting collection. Mm -hmm. uh, for wisdom and guidance. For all these are good. But don't forget the potatoes. And you might... I, I, I looked askance too, because but you'll see that... He actually wrote a whole book called Prayer and Potatoes. Oh, really? Big bestseller. He loved his buds. I think he did. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, on today, what do we do? We say we doff our lid mm. to Sir Joseph Banks, who uh, his birthday was today. English botanist known for his promotion of the natural sciences. Sciences. Yes. He was a megastar. Like, he, was really, he was really rich. Really? Yeah. Mm. Well, he was able to afford to buy a berth in... Did he come in the Endeavour? Yeah, Captain Cook or something like that? Yeah, yeah and sure. I think he was yeah. on the Beagle as well. Yeah. I think he was hanging out with, with Darwin on the Beagle. Um, but, uh, yes, President of the Royal Society for over 40 years, advisor to the King George. Look, he was, he was smart. Mm. He really, really was. And, and rich. And there was one other thing that I wanted to... To put on oh it was what was it the Beatles nineteen sixty seven today mm -hmm. at twelve oh well twelve ten here on three triple R listening to eat it we say that in nineteen sixty seven the Beatles single Strawberry Fields Forever is released nice yeah <sighs> thanks tied on up and uh, now for uh, Valentine's Day we have a song by Money Mark and it goes like this. <laughs> 
Three AAA is the station you're listening to. You evolved listening kind of creature. It's Valentine's Day today. Happy Valentine's Day, and it is also a glorious Sunday. The one thing that we look forward to when we come in here, well, I'd love to see Matt's mm. smiling face yes, in the morning. Likewise, but uh, we have a beautiful ritual in the morning where we go, we do this, we go there, and we wander into the kitchen where we are lucky enough here at Three AAA to have. A very lovely old coffee machine where we make our coffee and we do that and we and we rejoice. We even have our own cups. We rejoice. And then occasionally someone comes in who will come and look at a machine and go, yeah, it's still good. And we haven't seen him for a while, but it is an absolute delight to welcome him back to the microphones here at 3 Triple R. Justin Metcalf, a very, very warm and coffee-ish welcome to oh, you. Thank you, Cameron. And Matt, thank you very much for having me back. How the hell are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, uh, being... Roasting lots of coffee and haven't uh, spoken for a while. No, no, um, we did. We do speak outside of these studios, but not. Uh, no, 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 I, not in, not I, in the studio. I came to your um, your factory to check out this. Uh, Justin's got this huge roaster, but <laughs> let's just give an idea of um, coffee. Just uh, Reader's Digest very quickly. Your sort of. Um, uh, oh, I'm not going to use the journey word. Um, How did you get involved with coffee? Uh, over 25 years ago, I started as a barista yep. and um, did a really bad job. What was it like in those days? 25 years ago, what were we drinking? We were drinking cappuccinos then, weren't we? Well, we, we were. Do you and want we were, chocolate on that? We were doing, yes, we were yeah. doing... Um, that used to be the best part of the coffee for very, a lot of very us. Quick, <laughs> very, very quick extractions and very, very hot milk, but also out, a yeah. load of foam. And used to use a spoon <laughs> to uh, what we call now traditionally as a granny chino. <laughs> Granny Chino. Yes. Because I remember this used to be coffee for me. You'd go, you'd get this cup of coffee and you couldn't hold the cup because it was too hot, right? And then you'd, you'd have this coffee and foam, which was sort of nice and sweet. And then the rest used to be just bitter disappointment. Dishwater. Yes. Usually bitter, yeah. too hot, just awful. Yeah. Anyway, so that was... Anyway, that's... that's yeah, that's, 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 that's a long days. time ago. Oh, yes. A long time ago. But um, so barista to um, international coffee judge. Yes. Um, and one of the things if... Um, if you, you look back on your life with great pride, is your the way that you have mentored others? You've been incredibly generous with your time and so just genuine some, in, in some people say paid. too too generous, but um, I think it's one of those things that's just ingrained in you and uh, of always or teaching, be, yeah, teaching, yeah, teaching but, but also with the. World Barista Championships, which has evolved into such a juggernaut. Um, those days, those early days with travelling so much and, and putting a lot of time in, mm. um, I think, you you know, obviously the harder you work, the luckier you get, That's, I believe. They so, say that, yeah. Um, so whatever efforts you um, put into... Gets rewarded. It does get rewarded, yeah, it does. It's a karmic wheel of it's coffee. A, <laughs> coffee karma. It's the coffee karma. Coffee karma. Yes. Um, but the the reason I thought we'd we'd get you in is that um, yeah I was talking flippantly about uh, one of the head of the was it Giuseppe Lavazza Gi- Giuseppe Lavazza it yes, is Giuseppe he did, he did come down and um, who is Giuseppe Lavazza well he's one, he's obviously one of the family who's Lavazza, Lavazza first of all so maybe Lavazza, we'll start there. an iconic um, Italian roaster one of the um, biggest brands in the world I'd yeah say. absolutely and uh, worth you know, millions. Yes, millions. yes, yes. Oh, that's yeah. just instant yeah. nod. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so um, and you know, any of those iconic brands, you family members or whoever represents them, is it always... proprietary limited? Lavazza? 
So I, like a family closed company? Um, beliefs. Look, I'm, I couldn't be 100% okay. sure. So, yeah. anyway, but uh, whatever, whatever Giuseppe says, we, we obviously have a – we listen and, um, and after that I critique. So you're sort of like the George Soros of coffee. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Matt liked that one. Yeah, yeah okay. he did. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he mentioned a few things uh, in regards to climate change, and, and that's a real issue. Um, climate change, emerging markets, and was there something else he was sort of – the main thing was that um, – uh, And also the dollar. Oh, the of dollar. Of course, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, which, you know, we're playing on a commodity uh, market here with uh, coffee, but – Look, here in Melbourne, we're, we're based around specialty coffee. So even though the commodity market might rise and fall, um, mm. the demand for high-quality micro-lot coffees and things like that always command a big price. Yep. So, it seems you know, we, we hold Melbourne, these truths to Melbourne, be self-evident. That's correct, yeah. Yep. And so with us, um, depending on what style of coffee that you do, and I think we were talking a bit about the third wave before, um, third, to me, and this is... This is my opinion only, but the third wave's gone. It's, I think, it's gone, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I think it's uh, it's emerging. They had a go. Further. Equipment um, is getting better. Uh, education's getting better. Uh, there's in, a lot more um, standards. Education in what way? Uh, where the, with the someone like a WBC is doing such a good job, or the specialty. Whoa, back whoop, up! World Barista Championship. Yep. Yes, correct. Yep. Uh, Specialty Coffee Associations of America and yes. Europe are all doing uh, more and more with their coffee standards. Yes. So, yes. Yes. That's where it's all happening. But but Melbourne. But um, Melbourne. But Melbourne is no doubt the forefront in coffee, without a doubt. How so? Uh, quality. Quality in people, quality in the coffee that's being served. Um, the quality in their education and what they're able to to talk about, even though a lot of people believe there's a lot of uh, facetious baristas out there. But, I mean, that can happen in any industry. Mm. I get, yeah, okay. Um, and, but the funny thing is that, you know, you, you define yourself within your own terms and, and a lot of us... We're pretty smug here in Melbourne because we all go, yes, I, I like a good latte. I know a good flat white. I know what I want. I don't want that granuccino. And I'll send it back if I get one. However, if you look at the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, it is still quite staggering. And Matt nearly fell, fell off his chair when we relayed to him the fact that um, of the whole coffee market, it is only 33% that is ground coffee. The Americans drink more ground coffee than we do. And yet 66% of coffee that is sold in Australia is of the instant variety. It is. And that's quite sobering. What, so, a, what so a great opportunity is for the roast and ground market. Oh, look at that. Look at you. Look yeah. at you. Glass half full. Justin Metcalf. Opportunity. I love it. I love it. Get him off the Pablo. Get him off the international roast. He liked that. So who's, who's drinking this stuff? Oh, people are still – people at home have still got a – Nescafe 43 in their cupboard. Yeah. Um, workplaces still have international roast in there. Might even be a few cafe bars uh, around I'm the place sh- somewhere. I'm, I'm sure clunk, they're still, <laughs> they're still clunk, around. Clunk. <laughs> they're still around. A lot of people wouldn't sure. even know what a cafe bar was. Chicken soup was pretty scary in those. Anyway, uh, yep. but, um, okay, so even though we define ourselves as the coffee capital, there is a lot of um, uh, uh, instance being done. So let's talk about you sort of took 
to task the things that Giuseppe was saying, Lavazza. Uh, the first thing he said was that climate change was a real issue and it's been affecting coffee production for some time. I would say you've been on the ground because you visit um, uh, places that uh, coffee bean plantations. Correct. What's your What's your observations been? There's no There's no doubt that, uh, as an example at the moment, with the El Nino through the Indonesian area has yes. affected um, crop production. But on the on the flip side of that, you've got Brazil at the moment that last year was manufacturing over 50 million bags. This this season, it's going to be about 10 million up. So uh, on the on the sea so market, a twenty percent increase. Yeah. Um, so you know what I did that. I did. Yeah. That's well, yeah. Maps. It's quick, man. Yeah. I should, I should yeah. be on the scientist show. And, yeah. So, but, uh, so Brazil has increased. Yep. So th- typically, the New York Stock Exchange bases on Brazil Milds, which is a sea market. So if the markets, if the production's up, then price is low. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got your robusta market on the London Stock Exchange, which. Robusta coffee is up as how well. How come it's just on robusta is just on London? Well, they they just trade. That's how they trade it's just the coffees. Way it works. Yep, the okay. way it is. It's just, um, it's finance can and back, back off. <laughs> okay, finance, yeah. yeah. But is it a real issue? Of course, it's a real issue. Um, but you know, there's awful amount of larger corporations that are investing heavily into infrastructure in in some of these third world countries to increase production. Such as? What are we doing? Like uh, Nestle? Uh, let's, and let's look at, say, someone like Nestle, Starbucks, those type of uh, organisations are investing a lot of money in Yunnan in China at the moment. So they're, they're planting more and more, um, obviously, coffee trees. So obviously Yunnan is in that right latitude, that sweet spot. <laughs> it's right in the sweet spot Where you of can grow uh, those China. South, yeah. Yep, in South China, which is uh, doing a marvellous job. So... Um, that, look, there's a well, lot of Chinese work. drinking more coffee. Well, other Chinese. Well, no, not. I mean, there's a lot of expats that are drinking coffee up there, but traditionally the Chinese have not yet so taken it, to it. So maybe in a few blocks of Shanghai near the Bund, where all the the the, the ex bankers are and everything, they'll so that you can get a good coffee there. Correct. But throughout the rest of China, probably not so much. Correct. Got That's it. right. So one of the big big things that uh, came out in the last few weeks was that uh, Starbucks were opening another two and a half thousand cafes in China. So there's there's some pretty big heavy investment there. Lots of luck there. Keep banging those beans together, Starbucks. Okay, um, what about uh, last year we had drought in Brazil, Yes. uh, El Nino in Indonesia, um, climactic effects. Let's get back to this. So global warming, is that affecting... Plantations, as you said, yes. like Central America. How so? And and is are we going to see a move south, or you know, to go into a more friendly climactic zone as a medium term thing? I think one of the the issues you have, you mentioned Central America at the moment, is leaf rust. They've got an awful. They've had a for the last few years. They've is leaf rust a fungus? It's uh, it actually just kills. Kills majority of the leaves off the tree, so they can't produce. Photosynthesize, yep. therefore you can't set seed. Correct. Therefore your yields come down. Therefore the plantation owners weep. They do. Yes. And uh, unfortunately weep. they suffer for yeah. that. And what causes this rust? Do we know? No. Oh. No. Okay. The unfortunate thing, or and then the fortunate thing is, um, we've got a situation where uh, the horticulturists are mm. working hard to develop uh, these rust-resistant trees, which is a good thing. Okay, so let's just look at the substance of what Giuseppe said. Do you see that uh, he said, look, we've got prices that are going to be affected because of the three things that we talked about. How much do you agree with his statement? 
Uh, I agree to a certain degree in one one thing only, and that's it. That's the US dollar. I think there's always going to be a glut of coffee around. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cartels holding coffee at the moment as well, oh, so, so they'll it's hold a bit it back. Like land bankers, yes. Here. Okay. Yep. Coffee and uh, I think. No, no disrespect to him, but I think he's just putting a little bit of fear into uh, the markets. In what does he gain to, from that, though? That's I, what I, I can't I'm understand. Not a, I'm not a hundred percent sure, other than making it make it just newsworthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so okay. at the moment, the okay. Dollar, so rather than just being a junket to go to the Australian Open, he's saying something of value. Well, attempting to, yes, okay, well, and scaring <laughs> scaring the cafe. And you have a graph on your well, the the C phone. market closed at. Uh, What's the C market? That's a commodity Thank market you. for Thank coffee. You. Yes. Um, closed at a dollar fifteen a pound in the US on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, Twelve months ago, we were up at one hundred one point eight five, one point eight seven. So coffee's actually gone down this it's year. It's gone down. Okay. Yep. All it's right. gradually gone down, but it can only go one way though. And that's up. The only way is up. No, there's a song yep. about that. Um, third but it should wave. not have an effect on the price of coffee all in right. cafes. All right. It should not. Yeah, just back off, yep. people. Um, all right. Um, we have ooh, we have but one. Oh, Matt's giving us the wind-up. Yeah, he is. Uh, very, very quickly, third wave coffee. I really want to just very quickly. We um, Here's my assessment. We use coffee. Coffee is a drug. We want that jolt of coffee in the morning, a caffeine. We want it to taste good. Most of the time we have, like, milk and fat around it, which makes it great. Is it a barista-led thing to try and get us to have that third-wave coffee, drip-filtered, stuff like that? Is it valid? Has it got a future? It's got a future, of course. Yeah, because it's uh, in a small way, but it's very micro. Okay. It is. It's a niche, and it's a valid niche. It's a valid niche, but the general consumer just likes a good coffee. They just like a bloody good cup of coffee. Justin, thank you for coming in and uh, explaining those things to us. It is 27 minutes past the hour. Um, Matt's in control. Yeah, I think we might pay some mortgage and then we'll uh, check in with John at the market. Oh, what a lovely idea. Thanks again, Justin. Thank you, guys. Can have a look at the colour of this pumpkin. What do you got there, buddy? It's a butternut pumpkin. Whoa. Come on, tell me what colour is it. Oh, that is the vibrantest, vibrantest orange, golden orange, isn't it? It is, it is. Golden Pass orange? your finger over it and lick it. Uh, no. Go on, no. Yes, okay. a, this is not a trick this time. Sugar? No, it's all, I'm getting them dry out of the mouth. Oh, you were, you were eating the celery before. <laughs> oh, is so that it? Cameron, um, good morning, John. Good morning, good Queen morning. the Queen Victoria Market, just in case you've never listened to the show before. Uh, yes. We, uh, we are here. It's a beautiful Sunday. Actually, it's turning into a gorgeous Sunday. The cloud's breaking up, so if you're in bed... Um, if Get you're out a- there, mate. Get out there. Yeah, come on. And uh, happy St. Valentine's Day to you. Oh, yes. Happy Valentine's to everyone. Did you get a card? Oh, yeah, right. My boss was still asleep when I left. <laughs> Actually, what time, what time do you leave? Uh, this morning was late. Uh, we didn't get up till about quarter to seven. Normally get up three before three. Yeah, I was going to say so that's a sleep in for yeah, a market person. Sunday, well, mind you, I've been awake since five o'clock anyway, but that's yeah. beside the point. Yeah. yeah anyway, we, we chopped that pumpkin. Yep. Yeah. A butternut pumpkin. Butternut pumpkin. The reason Cam was a bit shy to try it when I told him. Oh, because like he tells me to lick artichokes, yeah. and it's one of those things you do once, you yeah. know. But the butternut. Yes. When you when you eat the butternut, even raw, it's just so sweet. And this is a new season butternut. Nice, clean skin. Nice shape. Nice and juicy when you cut it up. Even good enough to peel and chop into cubes and marinate it with oil and vinegar. 
salt, pepper and a little bit of oregano. Let it sit for an hour or two and then mix it up and have it as a salad. Sounds strange. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. And I'm, I'm thinking for some reason, I don't know why I'm thinking of a julienne of mustardo fruit on top. Yeah, yeah. That could be nice. Of course. Uh, uh, mustardo, uh, glazed fruit with a slightly um, English mustard sort of thing. Yeah. Well, so, it seems kind of weird. It seems like the English and the French, uh, the Italians got together for that one. Yeah, yeah. That sounds strange, but it does work, you know. Yeah. I was very sceptical, but... You know, as usual, I go to mums and the neighbours are around and they do all these weird things that they've done before or maybe they've done it back in the old country when they were kids yeah. <laughs> because they had to. And um, they've and you, done it again for a nostalgia trip. Yeah. And it works. And, um, yeah, and you know you, you, you mustn't question these things. Oh, definitely not because if they've done it, um, you know, they've made it work and uh, if it doesn't work, they don't do it twice. So mm. if they've done it, it's worth trying. Uh, I always try everything. I never say no. Then if I don't like it, well, then it's a different story. Well, yeah, we've got to come from these things from uh, from from understanding things, from knowledge rather than ignorance and going, oh, no, that looks terrible. So can you just say that again? So butternut pumpkin, you're saying yeah. to cut into thin, have to be very thin, wouldn't it? No, not really, like, uh, like a, a dice cube. Yeah, okay. Even that's good enough. But if you, you can do uh, big rounds very thin, yeah. uh, just put it in a plate and you pour your oil, vinegar, what did I say, salt, pepper. Yeah. Um, oil, olive oil, a little course. bit, a little bit of garlic if you want. Best olive oil you've got. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A little bit of oregano. Yes. And uh, mix it up. Cover up with a glad wrap. Let it sit an hour, two hours better, and then mix it up again and serve it as a salad. You'd be surprised that it. It sounds strange, but it works. It sort it's, of softens it up, and it, it gets it, the uh, the vinegar that gets absorbed. And I suppose the salt is taking out some of that moisture too. Definitely. The uh, older northern Italians would have used what we call a trombone pumpkin, a very, very soft, watery pumpkin. Haven't seen one of those for a while. Oh, neither have I, and I miss it because... You used when, to show those to me with great pride. Yeah, and no, I've had some more than a metre long. Lately, they only bring in smaller ones to the market, but I haven't seen anything at all. And who's they? Well, the growers probably haven't been sending them to Melbourne because... People here don't like that sort of pumpkin. Yeah. Very popular in Queensland and in South Australia. Really? They call it grammar pumpkin, and they make a pumpkin pie, pumpkin scones, pumpkin soup. Grammar? Grammar, yeah. As in you use the right sort yeah. of words, yeah, like yeah, go to grammar yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I understand trombone because it's yeah, long. But that's right. And, and it's speckled like a Japanese or Kent if you shop in a supermarket if you have to. Yeah. The chefs here in Melbourne, um, when I had it, they'd come and buy a big one. Because yeah. they'd make pumpkin soup with it. Yep. You don't need orange juice to bring out the colour. You don't need much seasoning, if anything at all. Most times, no cream, no milk, no nothing. Well, that's the one thing I'd actually say about a butternut. And that was one of the one of the great discoveries that I had as as a young kid working in this restaurant. That hey, here is just a puree of a vegetable that is valid without anything else. Maybe a touch of salt, but a butternut makes one of the most delicious soups or purees around. It does. And there's not many other things that you can just go, yeah, just that, boil it in water, puree it, and you're done. That's right. All you need is a little bit of onion. Yeah. No, not even that. Not even that? Okay. No. A lot of people get decadent, a dollop yeah. of cream oh, and yeah. nutmeg on the top, oh, whatever. yeah, a bit of crab but meat on top yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, but you know. simpler the better. Like we've always said... Let the flavours rise. Mm. Let them be the star. Oh, my God. Write that down somewhere. Say that again. Let the flavours rise. Let the flavours rise. Because 
when you put all that other stuff, the flavours get pushed aside, you know, and, and you're eating whatever you put on top, not, not what the real thing is. Can I tell you another revelation that I had? A million years ago, I worked as the carvery chef at the Portsea pub, right? No, actually, this was, was this Sorrento or Portsea? No, Portsea. And I remember I used to have to take my soup to the main chef. Mick Keegan was his name. And I'd go, chef, I'd come up to him bowed, do my head bowed. <laughs> I've done the soup. Can you try the soup and tell me what it's like? And he, I remember he astounded me this one time because he just looked at me and went, yeah, it tastes like pumpkin. <laughs> You've done it. You've done it. You're a genius. And I'm going, oh, okay. I'll go, right. And it was like, oh, yeah, okay, That's this is what we're looking for. We're looking for this flavour. And there was one of those things where I could actually, you know, rather than following recipes, is that whole think for yourself and go, ah. It was like this, the head went clunk. Yes, definitely. A clunk moment. Yeah. All right, so pumpkins are around, even though we associate it with as a winter sort of thing, new season's around, it's great. Um, Definitely. Zucchinis are a beautiful thing until they grow into giant sumo-like creatures and then all of a sudden from from a zucchini where you have this sort of mindset about it, it turns into what? A marrow. A marrow. And... Bloody hell, you've got... This is big. This, this is white, not green. There are so many different colours and varieties. John's holding something that's a very light green, cool green, you'd have to say, oval in shape, um, sort of like two grapefruit together sort of size. Yeah, or even an extra large eggplant will do the size. Thank you. Um, got that, yeah. folks, mental image? Is it there? Yes. Now, when you slice this in half, it's very, very white. Mm. Now... My grandfather, because he had a bit of Anglo influence when he came to Australia, sliced them in half, dig out the seed, fill it with butter and black pepper and shove it in the oven. And then my mum, if she saw that, she'd, she'd spit the dummy. I love it. You know? I love it. What are you doing that for? Yeah, yeah. And my, dad, my grandfather would say, me, me, and, me and my dad, they used to love it. But also what they do is they fill it with uh, lamb mince Yum. and shove it in the oven. And that's the die for when you slice it. Mm. That's very, very nice. Do you cook the lamb mince first? Uh, I've never done it, to be honest, I, and I can't remember how my grandfather used to do it because I would time think ago. it might be nice to just sort of fry up the fry it up in a pan and get some of those crusty, yummy bits in it. Yeah, and get a little bit of the fat working with it as yeah, well. Yeah, render out the fat. Yeah. That's my thought. So, but what a lot of people from, say, the Baltic areas, the Polish people in it, they grate it raw on, mm. a, on a grater like you're grating a carrot for a pasty. Yeah. And they squeeze the water out of it, mm. and then they make patties with it. Ooh, Ooh okay. That's beautiful. And so when we say patties, we add some egg and some flour to make a, a mixture? Yeah, mate. I, I'm not quite, I, yeah, and I'm not quite sure what else you can put in there. Like I said, I've been lucky to eat it. Um, a lot of times I sell those things to people, and they cook it and bring it back, and all I can say is thank you. And these are... Okay, zucchini are sort of expensive, but the marrows, we get to the sort of late summer, which is where we're sort of heading right now, where they do, they're bolting and they're, and they're getting big and there's going to be a big surplus, so they're actually quite economical, we would say. Yeah, uh, very much so. Even a big green overgrown zucchini can be very good as well. They're very, very nice to slice long ways, brush with oil and chuck on a barbie. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and you forget it's a zucchini because the flavours are completely different. They're not mm. that bitey, uh, watery zucchini like they can be. Um, and when they get too big, well, then they're only good for looking at because they're like straw inside. But there are so many things you can do with these. These, we slice them very thin, um, egg them and 
crumb them or batter them and fry oh. them till they're golden brown. That's to die for. Not good for the cholesterol, but beautiful. Right. Got to fry them in good olive oil, eh? Yeah. Or even a rice bran oil, which is not bad. That's good frying oil. Okay. As Rosemary Stanton, our favourite nutritionist, would say... Oh, she wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're no chook, Rosemary. Um, what the hell was that? That was um, water pressure. Oh, okay, good. Sounded like a rooster trying to escape. Um, it's not everyday food, we, we must say about that. But it's it's good food. And um, zucchini, if you fry it on the barbecue, or you, you on the barbecue, score it, stuff like that. Uh, my big discovery this year has been uh, mint and yogurt. Yeah, that works. Whoa, really, really good. Now, we've got some um, celery, which... Uh, this is the, uh, if it was the fish that John West rejected, this would be the vegetable that John might reject a little bit. We've got celery, but it's quite small. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be overpowering, but I just broke a le- uh, stem off when I was cutting one in half, yeah. and the flavour's quite good. What I'd say is this might be a new season celery. Mm. Um, maybe it didn't get enough uh, nutrients that it wanted, but it's still very juicy. It's very, very green. A lot of people that are juicing would be looking for this because they're looking for green for the chlorophyll. Um, it's very good for you. Me, I like eating the white celery myself, mm. but I wouldn't knock this after eating it before. One thing I'd have to say, if a bartender saw this, he would offer you extra money for this because this would be perfect for a Bloody Mary. Um, The other thing that I'd say about celery, which was uh, a bit of a discovery, is that when you get into the heart of the celery, the white part that that John loves, if you just rip out those one, two, three, four, five, say six inner leaves, you can just make a little salad out of that with just some salt, olive oil, a touch of vinegar, and it's heaven. It is heaven. And a bit of mushed up anchovy. Oh, yeah. Because I've got, a, I've got a bad habit. Booyah! Of, yeah, yeah. Of, of even just getting the stems, the sticks of celery and a jar of cream cheese or anchovies, you know. And then I get into trouble because either the, the whole um, um, valley of the celery is filled with cream cheese or three or four anchovies and munch, 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 munch. Oh. And then a little bit of ciabatta bread and yeah. you're in heaven, mate. Oh, I, um, I agree. And then but there's always the... Uh, that weird-ass thing that, that works is the, the peanut butter with the celery, too, which is a Yeah, well, that's the third one true. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. It's a strange but true it one, is, isn't it? It is, especially if you've got the crunchy one. Oh, it's beautiful. Bizarre, but yeah. it works. Um, okay, what have we got now? Oh, yeah, Finocchio. Um, Finocchio. What's this, happening with This fennel? is a hybrid. It's um, a baby fennel, but this one grew a little bit bigger because I think it got a little bit of a burst of water. Um, because last week it was really tragic, very frail thin looking this is nice and and a little bit more voluptuous as we say about the fennel it's filled uh, out it's bottom yeah, has it's been filled, filled out. out yes yeah. very strong flavor much stronger than the traditional varieties that we get through winter and that that's more sweeter this is more stronger when you put this in a salad you know it's there if you braise it you know it's there if you serve it beside a meat even that will bring out the flavors of your meat goes well with beef you know yeah fennel's beautiful it is. A lot of people uh, are afraid of it because they've never tried it. Very much misunderstood. Some people get freaked out by aniseed flavours. Yeah, Making well, it, it's strange. You know, I've met a lot of people that like ouzo but won't eat fennel and really? vice versa. That's weird. Don't ask me why, no. but I, I've asked a few people. Yeah, what's with your genetics? Yeah, well, if it's right, it's right. What do you do? This is a great example of um, why there's one bit of equipment that we should have in our kitchen, which is sort of like a mandolin, the very 
thin-bladed Japanese slice, because if you can get one of these, this makes serving your fennel really, really easy, and to make a really simple, easy salad, to just grate some of this, again, just a simple dressing. Boom. Yeah, good vinegar, good olive oil, yeah. a little bit of salt and pepper. All right, listen, we're getting on time. Jeez, 13, where does time go when we talk? 14 minutes we've been talking, John. Let's do the pick of the market. Pick of the market at the moment is still beautiful black muscatels, yeah. natural size sultanas at a golden sunburnt brown. How much? Uh, we've got four dollars on a little sultanas. Whoa. Six dollars on the black grapes. Great. You can buy different varieties around the market cheaper, but each one's got a different flavour and each one deserves different respect, so yeah. they're priced accordingly. Uh, bananas went back to dime a dozen. We're lucky to have some local asparagus today, three fifty a bunch. Last week we had the imported stuff and people said no thank you which I don't blame them but I needed to have something on the stand yeah. uh, tomatoes, tomatoes they've been flying out the door, we got a, a bevy of Doncaster tomatoes, we got beautiful black Russians, when you go around you'll have a look they've got this beautiful green tinge on one side, nice red on the other side, you cut them in half, you get that purpley black colour yeah, yeah nice. the aroma and the taste is unbelievable they're seven bucks we got Oxarts for six We've got Rouge de Marmalade for six bucks a kilo. Don't cast anything from two fifty to four dollars a kilo. Can't complain about that price. You can make the best salad or a sauce or even a salsa. Yeah, you got all all the bases are covered there, and that's just one of the marvelous things of this new world fruit, which is uh, the tomato. Uh, fruit, very, very quickly, mangoes are still holding. I see limes are expensive again. Yeah, um, the new apples have started. You've probably seen the ads on TV, so get out into the market. No, There's no. a lot of old apples around. Maybe you'll stew them up. A lot of the new ones, nice to crunch, crunch. Mm, what are the first ones come in? Fuji's? Uh, Gala's, oh, Fuji's, Gala's, yeah, Fuji's. Um, and a, quite a few of the other varieties. They all seem to start about the same time now. Wow, well, that seems pretty early. Uh, I think we're on par, so, okay, you know. So get out there and have a look. Oh, plums. There are oh. so many plums out there. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, Mum went and bought some. They look like a, a blood plum on the outside. Joey bit into one. He was hoping it was red. It was green. <laughs> very disappointed. Very high in acid, I think. That's what he didn't like. Yeah. Uh, he likes a sweeter plum. So, again, get out, see what you like. Choose the ones you like. Take them home. Plums are beautiful stewed few minutes warm through, that's all you need. Great on an ice cream. Yeah, nice. I don't know, I just had a thought about poaching some plums in port. Yeah. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. With some, you know, cloves and a bit of cinnamon. Yeah, and, You yeah, know, that's yeah, sort of yeah, spicy. Yeah, that brings back fond memories. Does it? Oh, it's already, oh, see, there's nothing new under the sun, is there? Oh, listen, mate, we're born in the market. What do you do, you know? If there's not one thing, it's another. We always try and we... Then we get sick of the taste and we try it a different way and we revitalise. And then maybe after a few years you come back. Hey, yeah. remember we did that? Yeah, I reckon we should. Um, all right. Um, Fruit-wise, we've done all that. Mangoes are still good. I still haven't tried one of those honey gold mangoes. I must get around yeah, to doing that. Yeah, And look at the stack of passion fruit there. Yeah. Beautiful to break into a lemonade and drink. And great with your yogurt on your on your uh, cereal in the morning and, too. And if I get lucky, Bianca, my daughter makes a pavlova to die for. Really? Oh yes. Real and passion you'll have fruit. To talk, you'll have to talk to her. Yes. All right, we'll talk to Bianca about that. And yeah. I agree with it. It should be just passion fruit. Don't, on don't just talk to her. Tell her to make one for you. All right. Her, well, she's right. busy talking to a customer, and yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. All right. We should probably go, John. As always, a pleasure to see you. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the sunshine. I will have a lovely day. Done. 
gosh, it's nice to have you here on Sunday. But it might just be a good idea that if you have children, mm-hmm. put them outside. Because <laughs> or another room. Because we had uh, now a great pleasure to uh, for the adults maybe to just get together and and talk about adult things as we welcome Miss Pearls into the studio. Oh, oh! <laughs> there we go. And here we are off to a great start. Pearls, you brought in the bubbles. <laughs> I have indeed, Cam. That was a good little pop, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, was good... Some people say that a champagne cork should be opened with a sigh, but bugger them, they're oh, no fun, are they? T- no, today it's a different type of day today. I, I... I want lots of popping. Yeah. Banging and popping. Um, <laughs> there you go. Now the kids left. Um, just this is just this is why. All right. So. Um, so we've got a we've got a champagne because uh, today is uh, um, celebrating the patron saint of greeting cards. No, that's not right. Um, it's Valentine's Day, and we were going to go into the uh, the whole thing, the history of it. And Pearls looked at me and said, "Ah, oh, screw that. Let's just talk about sex <laughs> yeah, and food." Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's what we wanted to do. So. Happy Valentine's Day to Happy you, Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. There you go. Who likes drinking champagne and having a lot of fun. Well, that sounds good. And um, and dare I say, this is uh, one day where really restaurants should be avoided. And let's explain oh why. God. Uh, uh, I've worked in the restaurant business oh. for a long time. <laughs> and uh, Valentine's Day, don't make any money. You don't make any money. <laughs> twos, 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 twos. The occasional twos. menage a trois. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you have to reconfigure the whole restaurant. Absolutely. It's a complete and utter buzzkill because there's couples just going, oh, yes, no, I... I like chicken. Do you like chicken? Yeah, no, it's yes. like basically <laughs> they have posh fish and chips at can of coke and you don't <laughs> and a shag on a shag rock. Boat. it's like they're out the door so at yeah. least you can do you know like turn it over a few times but I, really I, it's boring it's the air is thick half of half of them end up in arguments and the other half oh. just want to go and bloody dry hump each other yeah right so you don't know whether to just tur- turf them out or put the fire hoses on them exactly <laughs> right um what is that like? Because I have gone out with some oh, past relations. Anyway, I've had a couple who used to just love picking fights with me in restaurants, and you'd just be going, what happened? But what, what's it like on the other side of things when it, you, you see that? You just go in and cut the grass, I reckon. <laughs> Have you ever had to ask people to leave because they're just being appalling Actually, in a restaurant? Um, no, you just give them the stare. Oh, okay. And that my oh, stare kind of frightens good. everybody. All right, so, so it's we, we, were, we were just talking about this. If, uh, sorry, maybe we haven't quite um, introduced you. This is Madame Pearls from um, from Madame Brussels, um, who's who's here. That we are uh, a great friend of of the show, and. Um, but we were talking about Devil Wears Prada and we were talking about how maybe there's a touch of the Merrells there in you that you're able to just convey a panoply of, uh, of feeling and oh. fear in a glance. Exactly. Yeah. No throwing of the handbag necessary. Or the, or the whatever the jacket is of the day, yeah. jacket du jour. It's just the stare. It's mm. all that one needs. So Valentine's Day, here we are, the 14th of February. It is a time where, well, it was co-opted, let's face it, by uh, the Hallmark Greeting Card Company, but it is a great time to indulge and love and lust and a great mixing of food and frivolity, shall we say, but it's important the quality over the quantity equation. Oh, absolutely. I think that 
overeating when you want to be sexy is detrimental to the whole evening or the afternoon or the, the morning. Yeah, the, the second serve of tiramisu isn't going to do you much good. Uh, uh, you don't want to be falling asleep. No. You know, so I think quality, lo- lovely, light, fresh food. Oysters. Oysters, exactly. Prawns. Zinc zinc Don't come the raw prawn with me. Look, we all know about the zinc. I talk about the zinc all the time. Well, we haven't had you on for a while. Oh, okay, yes. Fluffy. Okay. Kids, have the kids gone out yet? Yes, okay. Are they in the backyard? Scientific. Yes, uh, it's scientific. Okay, so it's quantifiable. Yeah, so right. like things like beautiful fresh fruits and salads and, like you said, oysters, chocolate's really great. A little yeah. bit of champagne. Yeah, look, we're having a half bottle right now, aren't yep. we? Yep. We're not overdoing it. No, no. So that we could still go about our day and promenade and then... This, By the way, this is a Tattinger. We're very, very lucky that um, Pearls was brought from Madame Brussels. I'm getting these beautiful green apple mm. tastes in this. It's unbelievable. Yeah, this is really good. It's really good. Sheesh. So Doing all right, eh, mate? <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy back here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No complaints. How much is a half bottle of Tat worth? Uh, 30, 40 bucks? Yeah, something yeah. like that, about 40, 50 bucks. Make sure it's cold. It's tasty. Green apples. Cold. Beautiful. Get so colder, the better. Mm. Mm. So that's high on the list on a day like today. Perhaps even you know a little bit th- of a gay rosé. Gay rosé? Mm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, one of my favourite things with French champagne is little bits of uh, toast. With a little, just a smear, toast that's cooled down, like a Melbourne toast, yeah? Yeah. See? Yeah. Um, a little See. smear of um, a mayonnaise of, of your choice, smoked salmon on top of there, mm. a little bit of chopped red onion, mm. pepper, salt, and then just a little pour of vinegar over the top of it. Mm. You don't need anything else if you have your lover close to you. Oh, my God. What are you doing mm. this afternoon? <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> bam, I bam, love bam, caviar. Bam. Oh, caviar. Yeah. Caviar yes. champagne. Caviar perhaps on the nipples. Oh! <laughs> so if you left the building, put the kids out. Yeah. Okay. So, and um, there's been some great examples of food and erotica. And one was... Something that I've dug out, and it's one of those things of regret. It's this from the ga- Cam's Gallery of Regret, because <laughs> it's this great movie called Tampopo, and it was given to me uh, probably about 10 years ago. Someone gave me a VHS copy of it. Here's the video, and I went, wow, this is really great. I haven't had a video player for 15 years. So this thing, which has some of the greatest bits of food erotica I've seen on film, Japanese Spaghetti Noodle Western, I think it's called. But there's this beautiful thing where this Yakuza guy and his girl's in bed and they and they have this egg yolk and they pass this egg yolk, which is unbroken from mouth to mouth, like one, two, three, four occasions, and it's sort of, whoa, a bit like that. And then there's he gets this, we were talking about don't come the raw prawn with me, but on a more realistic front, he gets a live prawn and sticks it in this cup of glass and then puts it on her belly. And it's moving around, and let's just say she's enjoying the sensation, <laughs> shall we? Oh. So it's up Sounds to the... weird. But, <laughs> I, I was saying... But be- I kind of like I can't believe... I was going to say, you saying that. I was saying before the show, you, you mentioned that to me, and it just reminded me of that scene in The Matrix when Keanu Reeves gets the thing sucked out of his... <laughs> so, like, it's a more romantic version that's, of that, right? Yeah. That's okay. the very non-sexy yeah, version okay, of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I, I find that I love when I'm with my lovers, or lo- oops, <laughs> lovers... Oops! <laughs> oops! Um, 
Feeding each other is just so sexual and sensual. It's just gorgeous. There's nothing better, is there? We yeah. don't do it enough. Mm. I'd like to see that in a restaurant when somebody leans over and puts oily, buttery garlic snails into your mouth. Or asparagus or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Asparagus. Yeah, yeah. Or, um, but that, ch- is, that is a beautiful thing. Chocolate feed- fondue. Ooh. I like that on my thighs, though. <laughs> 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 because a minute on your lips, and it might as well go straight to the thighs. Might as well just put it straight down. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and, and dare we say that um, maybe just as a bit of a public service healthy type thing, oh, yeasty things? Yeasty things. Don't go downstairs with yeast or sugar. Okay, there you go. That's. Uh, I think we understand. We're all adults here, aren't we? Because the kids have gone everywhere. Okay, so... Oh, they're learning. <laughs> well, yeah, but not when they're too young anyway. But yes. Um, so there it is. It, it's uh, Valentine's Day is a great day to get close to someone, I guess, and to show how much you care. And one of the beautiful things you that expresses that is through sharing of food and, it does, you know, how essentially you do that. That shows what they say the greatest sex organ that we possess is the one that's on our shoulders, the head. <laughs> don't head. go there. Don't. <laughs> don't, please, Pearls. <laughs> Melbourne Food and Wine Festival's coming up. Um, and no doubt in the last two minutes that we have left, Pearls, what do you got going on? I've got, got the Masanta Bilk Mad Hatter's Tea Party What's on the Thursday. Masan is a, a beautiful white grape variety. Mm. Um, um, it's just absolutely delicious, kind of a little bit sweet. Um, mm. I love it, and I've been drinking quite a lot of it because I'm doing, you know, research. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, you know, we want to all dress up. I'm going here at the Pearls of Institute of Wine. <laughs> yeah, 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 mate. <laughs> so that's on. That's on. We've got um, uh, the rooftop crawl. Uh, we're, we're in bed with Bomba and Loop. And you go to each rooftop and have something to eat and a what glass. What a bloody of great triumvirate of rooftops! How fun! Hey All Jesse, in. if you're listening. Mm. And then, but 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 but, but the, wait, there's more. There's more. Our tenth birthday anniversary. Whoa! <laughs> I'm so excited. But so, Madame Brussels, there at the top yeah. of Burke Street, with one of the great um, um, uh, outside drinking area. How do you call your outside drinking area? Terrace. Uh, lovely. There you go. I knew. I was gonna, yeah. Then yep. the upper terrace. Great for Certainly couldn't call it a beer garden, could we? Upskirting. Upskirting and downfronting. <laughs> the kids still outside. Okay. Um, so tenth anniversary, and stay tuned as to what the how it's, long it's, will the celebrations go for? Oh, I think the a month? whole month. I think whole they should. Year. Why not? Bloody hell! Why not? It's all very secretive, though, because yeah. it's kind of we can do lots of illegal things. <laughs> <laughs> I find that hard to believe. 12.59 here on 3 RFM. You've been listening to Eat It, and uh, we were talking coffee. We went to the market, we had a chat to John, and Pearls came in and cracked a bottle of champagne, and we talked naughty things. I hope you enjoyed that. hope you are having a very lovely, naughty St. Valentine's Day. Uh, stay away from the restaurants, because it really is a buzzkill. Go for a picnic or a promenade. A promenade? Oh, I, that's what I'm doing this afternoon. I'm going on a date. Really? He asked me to promenade. <laughs> I've gone, you sure you don't want to go canoeing or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Promenading. All right, we better go because it is time for the download. Yes. The download team are happening, as is all of the wonderful programs here on 3RRR. Why would you want to go anywhere else? Huh? Huh? Matt, thanks. Thank you, Cameron. Next week, we don't know what's going on next week. We no, we don't. Figure oh. it out.
and uh, we will see you next week. Bye. This has been a podcast from Free Triple R, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.